Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Oh man, we just just couldn't wait. Couldn't wait till next Tuesday, could we, sons? Huh? Just couldn't let us get one or two more weeks of just one podcast a week for the Suns Jam Session podcast. But you know what? We're Phoenix Suns fans. And when things are popping off, we're going to come to you live right here on the Suns Jam Session channel uh, or on the podcast if you're listening at a later time. We're going to talk about it because that's what we're here for. We're fans. We care. Care about this team. Care about the direction. Care about the opportunity. And so with just uh, just over a couple weeks outside of media day, couple weeks prior to training camp started. Matthew, once again, we're talking DeAndre Ayton trades. This is like WrestleMania. It's like the 18th time we've had to talk about this. <laughs> good, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a geez. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of looking, looking good, your shirt looks awesome. If you're watching the pod, John got a new shirt. Don't ask how much it was. All right. Because it took him a second mortgage to get that shirt. <laughs> Just sports so is like expensive. <laughs> no, yeah. We're here. DeAndre Ayton. I mean... We can go on. We might be on here for two hours. He takes a shit. We'll talk about it. So uh, that's why we're live. We're going to overreact. Another trade rumor for DeAndre Ayton. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when DeAndre Ayton's name comes up. Obviously, he is a polarizing topic of conversation uh, within the Phoenix Suns community. Uh, There's a reason why he states, I'm trying to change the narrative this past offseason because uh, of people like us, Matthew. Because when things pop off, we want to strike. We we want to react to them, and we have thoughts on it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Plenty to talk about uh, because of some of the rumors that are going around. A lot of this starts with Dame Lillard and Miami, and a third team, and a fourth team, and a fifth team. There's fucking twenty five teams involved in a potential trade that can get him. And by him, I mean Lillard to Miami. So we're going to talk about that, and then obviously uh, some of the specifics that have been discussed and leaked and and brought to our attention and just kind of react to those and give our thoughts on those. So thank you everyone who's joining us live here on the YouTube channel uh, or on Facebook or on Twitter or on Twitch. We appreciate you. And if you are going to be listening to this or watching this at a different time, we appreciate you too. Thanks for taking a little time out of your day and hanging out with the Suns Jam Session podcast, the original post-game podcast of the Phoenix Suns and shooting the shit about the Suns since 2019. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. I am at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew. I'm Matthew Lucy. And of course, you can read our writing at brightsideofthesun.com, an SB Nation site. So without further ado, I'm going to be popping open. Nothing crazy, man. Just a good old-fashioned Coors Banquet beer. Uh, so pop them if you got them, Suns fans, because Lord knows with all of this DeAndre Ayton talk, to still to this day, you're going to need to drink. So pop it, and uh, let's uh, let's talk about it, huh? might seem a little premature it might seem 
like we weren't going to be doing this this soon. But, ladies and gentlemen. Watch. We are once again on eight and watch, ladies and gentlemen. So for those of you who don't know kind of what's going on right now, uh, DeAndre Ayton's name has been brought up as the Miami Heat are desperately looking to acquire Damian Lillard from Portland. Uh, Lillard, who kind of acts as this summer's Kevin Durant, is uh, wants out and is very specific in where he wants to go. But Portland isn't necessarily wanting to trade him, just like Brooklyn didn't want to trade him. And, and do you blame him, Matthew? No, 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 not at all. Um, but there was one thing said last pod where it's like, if you're the Suns, of course you don't get the star. Lillard's going to fight his way out of there. And if it involves other teams, it's going to happen. Um, it's smart for the Blazers not to get rid of them to make sure it's the right choice of who they bring back to continue to excite that. Like the article you were reading before the podcast from Gerald Brigade, to excite that um, Blazers fan base for the future. So it has to make sense. And, um, you know, DeAndre Ayton's always brought up with these things. And I don't know if I'm sick of it or always excited. I'm a little bit of both, I feel. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I first heard about it, this is, a, you know, I'm just like, okay, good. Let's get something done to get him out of here. I fucking hate that. And I'm not saying, like, it's the right way to feel. But I just, I hate myself for feeling that when I do support him this year, he has to be the second best player. All that bullshit. Then I'm just like, yeah, let's get him out of here. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I've never well, felt like this about anybody in my life. Well, I think what it is, again, it's just it's it's the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously, I saw the news. I was working today, uh, saw the news pop up. Uh, John Gambadoro was talking about it, who we're going to play a clip from him real quick on kind of what his thoughts were. Uh, and I, I'm part of a, a chat on Twitter with a bunch of fellow Suns fans who also are very pro uh, DeAndre Ayton. You know, some to the extent where it's like, you know, I don't care what you say. D.A. is the greatest ever. And to to think of trading him as asinine. And if you don't, you're a terrorist or something. And it's all again. So when I hear this information, like, fuck, here we go again. But at the same time, you know, I like to look at a, a situation holistically to see all points of view. It's like, okay, well, like why would the Suns entertain bringing potentially nurse if you get your, I can't say his name, Yusef Nurkic <laughs> to the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> and and yeah. what is that appeal? Uh, but going back to the Lillard side of things, they're, they're desperate desperately trying to garner that that trade bait right the heat want lillard so while flex from jersey our good buddy and he's over at phnx sports right now uh gerald Bourget there as well they they've both you know cited sources as telling them like hey the sun's potentially i personally think that it's a lot of hogwash because when these kind of things happen when you have a team like miami who's desperate they're going to start leaking false information in an effort to try to drum up things potentially with Portland. They're like, Hey, the market's heating up, you know, maybe uh, you should probably try to be the ones who help dictate this trade. So, you know, we hear Chicago, we hear Toronto, we hear Phoenix uh, all being connected to this trade. I don't know how much of it is actually valid. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I think the the Lillard trade when Gambo, you're gonna play the clip, right? I, about mm -hmm. him saying 24 hours. I think that's legit. I think something's gonna happen. I've always thought this trade's gonna go through. The whole DeAndre Ayton part of it is brought up. When that's brought up, I don't know how much I believe in that because it just happens all the time. Um, but like to get a guy like Nurkic back, I mean that's kind of upsetting in a way, just because he's a great player, but injuries. That's all it is. 
Um, that would be kind of a letdown. Him, if he was healthy, would be phenomenal, I think. It would be a great piece for the Suns roster. The Suns starting five, he would fit right in there. But now that DA's brought up in it, I don't know if I believe that as much. Um, but I do think the whole Lillard thing is definitely going to happen soon. Maybe when I we agree. wake up tomorrow. I agree. And I, I think, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, you know, I'm going to play a, a Gambo clip and we're going to talk about kind of some of the, the specifics, what we're thinking, how it pertains to the fun, the Suns. But I think ultimately where I'm going to land is, is what I stated earlier. I think it's a lot of hogwash. I yeah. do believe Lillard will be traded. I don't think the Suns have anything to do with it. And I will say, nor should they. But let's go ahead and play from John Gambadoro, who was on 98.7 uh, FM today. Uh, let's play that clip. I am expecting from what I'm hearing, a Damian Lillard trade. Now, there, I will just say this. The, the Suns all summer have not been willing to trade DeAndre Ayton because they think he fits very well. And be honest, there were just no offers that would change that. We've reported this all summer. The Suns have no interest in that the Suns were not going to trade Ayton. Part of that is, of course, what we've discussed is there were no good offers. They were not going to sell Ayton for 50 cents on the dollar. The market for DA, DA was low. Um, the value was not something they were not going to take 50 cents on a dollar for DeAndre Ayton. Now, if the Portland trade does, and Portland did not want DeAndre Ayton, but that was based very much on they had Damian Lillard. They were not going to put DeAndre Ayton with Damian Lillard. If Damian Lillard does get traded, which I'm expecting to happen, then it'll be very interesting to see if if Nurkic is on the table. I would I, I would I would be surprised if the Suns don't look at that. So there you go. All right, that's John Gambadoro, uh, obviously Arizona Sports, reporting just what we just talked about: how the Miami Heat are actively uh, trying to acquire Damian Lillard, and you know potentially the Phoenix Suns could be a destination uh, as a third team to kind of help the mechanisms behind the trade actually come to fruition. Now, when you look at it, ultimately, the Phoenix Suns, and Dave King wrote a great piece about this today on Bright Side of the yeah. Sun. The Suns don't have a ton of trade assets. In fact, they primarily just have, like, DA. Because of all their new additions, no one on the team is really tradable until December 15th, and those are all veteran minimum contracts. You're not trading Devin Booker. You're not trading Kevin Durant. So there's not a lot of options. So if Phoenix would be involved, it would be DeAndre Ayton. A lot of the money doesn't match up. If you look at uh Nurkic's contract it's it's far it's 26 million something around there which doesn't match up to the 325 that is DeAndre Ayton so there would have to be other players involved whether they're coming over from the Miami Heat or uh, if they're coming over from the Portland Trailblazers no one that really makes the math work uh unless if you do a combination of Yusef Nurkic uh you do Caleb Martin from the Miami Heat and you have Shaden Sharp from the the Portland trailblazers. Uh, but again, then the Suns would have too many players on their roster and too many trade ineligible players to help alleviate that problem unless they cut a few players. So the mechanics of it all is it's, it would have to be very specific. Um, and I don't know if it's plausible, but based on all that, it does bring up the conversation eight and verse Nurkic, right? So initially, what are your thoughts? You know, eight and verse Nurkic, is it, Give me just kind of your overall view of it before we get into some of the statistical specifics. 
Yeah, um, so if it's a guy like Vucevic, I'm down for that. I think Vucevic, obviously, he he doesn't have the health issues like Nurkic has. I don't know if it's a different team, but a guy like Vucevic would have been perfect, I think, for this kind of deal. Just a standard player, wouldn't make as much money, so they have to make things work different ways. But um, Vucevic, just with the injuries, that's the one thing that just sucks. I mean, every year, I mean, he's he's played like eight games, 50 games, 40 games, whatever. The past four years, it's been such a horrible – like every year you go into the – every season, it's like – the, the the trailblazers they have such a good roster they get going then you, you, Nurkic gets hurt and it's like damn dude they always are so close to pulling something together and making a title run it's always up to him um when i think about da now that he's mentioned again and now that gambo does say you know why wouldn't they look at Nurkic why why wouldn't he be a valuable option it just makes me think of like is da just such a distraction going into this season that the Suns are just really trying to still find a way trade offers are there and there's nothing there. Obviously there's no value, but they're still listening. So I just feel like if the Suns really were wanting this team as a whole now, after so many pieces are added, if they wanted this team as a whole going into the season, feeling confident about it, this won't even be brought up. And I know like things are thrown out there. Things are made up by the agents, whatever they have to do to get these guys traded. But his name keeps getting brought up. Now I'm just like, DA has to be like a distract. Because going next season, what else do we have to worry about? It's about DA. How can he adapt? How is he going to be mentally? They see something. Vogel might see something too. He's like, you know what? No way. I met this guy already. I just, I don't know what I can do with him. Maybe it's just already that far along again. Maybe it is. Because I don't know, man. Otherwise, if it's going head to head, of course I would keep DA. But the distraction, I don't know. If we get Vucevic, if we get Nurkic here, I always say the names wrong. If we get Nurkic here and he has the injury problems, would you rather deal with that or a DA that is just an absolute distraction? And then it's DA. the same thing every fucking DA. Year. Because because there's two things there. One, he's not a distraction. One, the reason that his name keeps being being brought up is for the point I said earlier. He's the only one who's a tradable contract. Okay, he's a former number one overall pick and he's a tradable contract. And the reason the Suns are quote unquote listening is because it's irresponsible not to listen. You know, when you have somebody like him whose name has been brought up again, the, we, we named this podcast DA Trade Watch, you know, whatever, 18, because it's always happening. The Mavericks made a trash offer to him this for him this offseason. Multiple teams have made offers for him because he's potentially on the table because he is a former number one overall pick uh, who has a contract that is that you can trade for and you can stack up to, to put together. And again, he hasn't he hasn't had the greatest run here in the valley. I think that again, what we're hearing through these leaks is uh, uh, what Los Sun says in the chat. So basically, the Suns are not looking to trade Da, but would probably hear some phone calls. Like, yeah, I think that's the that's response. Not good though, still. But so so get to be not, all in. Should they not? pick up the phone if somebody's calling no then, they have to be all in they got vogel here vogel wants yeah but what Aiden, if right but but what if it's somebody calling and and you're waiting on a phone call because like your car's in the shop and you pick it up and you're like oh shit it's the gm yeah. from the fucking blazers and then your intern hears that and they're like dude i gotta tell flex something okay i don't gonna, know yeah, I mean, potentially i just i think that the sun's best standpoint in my opinion is you stand fast with DA and you see how it works this season. I don't think he's a distraction. He could be a distraction to the point where it's like, yeah, here we are sitting talking about him, right? I don't think he right? is now. He's not right now, but yeah, I'm but just we, saying. We don't know yet, There has to be though. something there. 
We of, Look, of course there is, but we don't know yet, and that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that this is not the best possible DA for uh, DA deal, right? You sit there, you sit back, you let the seasons play out, you let the entire season play out. I'm not saying trade deadline shit. Let the entire season play out, and based on what we've built around him, the assets around him that can score and can rebound and can play make and do everything to help support him, I think that if. At that point, after Vogel and the new coaching staff has had an opportunity to work with him and they can go to to James Jones and at that point give their honest feedback, then you make a decision. You don't do it right now on the precipice of a new season in which he is the fourth best player on this team. And as you've mentioned, he needs to play like the second or third best player on this team. Uh, and not necessarily statistically, but from an impact standpoint, from an attitude and effort standpoint for this team to truly be great. You, you have to play that out instead of, in my opinion, bringing in fucking Nurkic. Like, you said Vucevic. Yeah. Vucevic is a good comp, in my opinion. Vucevic, less talented, less talented on the interior, a little bit more of a perimeter player. Just a uh, solid center. But, yeah, just kind of your average solid center. Yeah. You know, which, uh, you know, any, any response to that before I bring up some statistics and such? No, no, no. Um, Just the only thing is, so the Suns right now are championship or bust every year, right? So you said play out the season with DA. And I don't think he's a distraction right now. I really don't. Distraction, I don't mean in the locker room at all. I think he gets along with the guys. He's fine. But when it comes to winning, knowing what to do, then it's like, okay, we can see it on the court. Then the fans start tearing, tearing each other apart every year over this guy. That's a distraction I'm talking about. Because it, there's no one else on the roster right now that you have questions about. Maybe maybe Kevin Durant with his injuries but if you're talking about like okay who needs to really step up it's DA can we count on him I don't know is he a big piece dude yes and I hate asking myself questions and answering them I always hate it when people do that so that's that's <laughs> it man I I don't know but what, what you can do some stats well so the first thing I you know one thing that I threw out on Twitter is I, I just threw out the advanced metrics okay again like the way that my brain operates is when these kind of things happen uh I like to look at it, you know, if you will, holistically, I, I, I want to take in everything and be like, okay, you know, are, are we looking at this all? What's the other side of the story? Why would the Suns entertain this? Because if you were to ask me, well, what's my knee jerk reaction? Well, my, my knee jerk reaction is obviously like you keep DA. There's no way that you don't keep DA, uh, especially when Nurkic is involved. Uh, but, you know, but I put it out there, like for anyone who's interested in the advanced metrics, you take a look at the advanced metrics relative to rebounding, right? Uh, or I'm, I wrote rebounding and then it's interior defense. I'm an idiot. So this is the interior defense. Uh, rim deterrence, 80th percentile for Nurkic, 70th percentile for DeAndre Ayton. If you look at rim contest per 75 possessions, 98th percentile for Yurkic, 76th percentile for DA. If you look at uh, you know post defense, eighty one percentile for Nurkic. This one goes to Da at eighty eight percent. If you look at screener rim defense, Da's ninety ninth percentile. Screener screener rim defense for Yurkic is ninety three percentile. Uh, and last one, I'll, I'll just, you know blocks per seventy five possessions, eighty percentile for Yurkic and seventy fourth percentile for Da. So when people want to talk about a defensive anchor. And that's one thing that Gambo said. You know, he tweeted out that uh, on the interior, Yurkic is a better player. He's a, he's more of a defensive anchor, which kind of aligns with what Frank Vogel likes to do. He doesn't necessarily need a perimeter defender. He's an interior defender kind of guy, a rim protector. Uh, per the advanced metrics, those favor generally Yusuf Nurkic. What what are your thoughts on those? Okay, so 
Nurkic is currently he is the better player, but the only thing that we're talking about, the reason we wouldn't want him is because of injury, right? That's but one of the reasons that we'll get yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Because if if I had to choose between the two and they were both healthy, you're gonna say they were gonna play all next year. I would take Nurkic. I just would. And contracts aside, I don't care. Even going over these stats, yes, I would take Nurkic over Aiden. And I'm not talking about development and the future, all that. Just next year, we're gonna win a championship. I would rather take Nurkic. Okay, so when we look at the uh, the rebounding side of this as well, offensive rebounding, the that goes to DA, 94th percentile versus the 83rd percentile uh, for Yurkic. If you look at uh, putbacks per 75 possessions, you know, that's that's one of the ones where you, oh, I'm reading this wrong. If you look down and over and then carry the one, offensive rebounding, they're right about the same. Uh, offensive rebounding talent, uh, Yurkic is 81 percentile on offensive rebounding talent, and there's a lot of b-ball index metrics that develop that. Uh, DA is 66 percent, right? You look at per be- putbacks per 75 possessions. DA is in the 87th per t- percentile, as is Yurkic. So that's kind of a wash on the defensive side. Okay, defensive rebounds per 90, 75 possessions. Yurkic 96 percentile. DA 94th percentile. If you're looking at defensive rebounding talent. It's 98 percentile to 96 percentile. So overall, from a rebounding standpoint, there's a slight edge to, to Jurkic there per the advanced stats. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I still want Nurkic. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I when the thoughts on like the grades. I mean, from okay, this is great. I love the percentiles and all that. But when I'm talking about like body language on the court, you see a dominant player out there. Well, that's another conversation. And yeah, we'll, okay. We'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one. Yeah, great, great percentiles. I like it. Okay. So, again, <laughs> yeah, so, just, I'm sorry. I just don't know. No, 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 no. You're okay. But, but so, so my thought process, and that's why I bring this up, is if you look at the advanced metrics, they all edge and point towards Jurkic is, is the right answer in some, if you're, if you're looking strictly through that lens, right? But again, yep. like you, you can't, and you shouldn't look strictly through one lens. And that's an issue that so many people have in so many things. Religion, politics, all of it. Everyone tends to look at everything through one lens and goes, well, this is it. This benefits my argument. Boom, there it is. There's other arguments that are obviously factors in here. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Body language, Matthew. You were just talking about body language. So tell me a little bit about your observations on body language for both of these guys when they play on the court. Okay, so when Nurkic is healthy, he's out there with that full roster that they had even a couple years ago. I know the whole Western Conference run is probably a a mirage, but basically it's because Nurkic can't stay on the floor. But when he's on the floor, man, this guy in in the middle, you notice him. Like He's actually a true center, a guy that can be that great defensively. You just notice it instantly. It's like, how are you going to be able to even – going to lane against this guy. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Body language with Aiden, like, one game it can look great, then the next it's not. So Nurkic himself has the injury thing, which is like, okay, well, is he going to be playing? I don't know. But DA is always there. He's never really, rarely gets hurt, but is he going to be there mentally? Is he going to be there 
like on the court, like is he going to be in the right spot? Is he going to be doing the right thing to help this team win? I don't know. I just know if Nurkic is healthy, though, he's the guy that I can rely on to watch. Like, okay, this guy fits in. This makes sense. I'm not going to have to worry unless there's an injury if this guy's going to actually produce. So that's another lens, right? How and and that's the more subjective lens. Okay, so when you look at advanced metrics, that's a very specific lens to look through because you are relying purely on a lot of weird little factors that equate to something. That's where the nerds and the nerdery are like, well, as you can clearly see, Nurkic is better than Aiton in every aspect. Therefore, Nurkic is better than Aiton. Uh, from a body language standpoint, again, I don't watch Yusuf Nurkic enough to sit there and tell you how he plays game to game, game to game. I will say that I do, as you stated, I notice him on the court. He's a, he's a center. He's out there. He seems to hustle hard. Uh, but again, from an athletic standpoint, he's he's rigid. He's tough to watch because of his rigidness. And while DA doesn't always give his best effort, and that can be uh, a challenge in who he is as a player, his athleticism mm-hmm. jumps off of the page when he's engaged. And that's what, again, we're all kind of hoping for this season. As the narrative is supposed to be changing, we're hoping that the mind meets the physicalness, physicality that is DeAndre Ayton as we move forward into this season. The other lens to look through is some of the non-advanced metrics, but purely matchup based. Okay, you look at both these guys are 6'11". Nurkic has got 30 pounds on DA, and that kind of supports what we see on the court. Okay, Yurkic looks like a center. He's a big body, a little more rigid, less athletic. DA, 30 pounds lighter, can be a little bit more uh, athletic. What One in Yurkic is 29 years old. DA has just turned 25. And I chose to look at the last three-year stats because I'm not going to do a whole career. And I think this is where you really need to kind of look at some of the nuts and bolts. If you look at games played, DA has averaged over the last three years 64.6 games played. Nurkic has averaged only 48.3. If you look at minutes played, 30.2 minutes played for DeAndre Ayton to 26.6 minutes played per game for Yusuf Nurkic. So if you are to trade away Nurkic, who is, as stated here, plays less games, almost 20 games less per season, and he's going to play less minutes, you really have to make sure that that starting or that backup five position is taken care of. You think Drew Eubanks would be pissed off? He's like, fuck, I just got away from this guy. I just got done backing this guy up. I got to fucking do it again. (laughs) Uh, From a field goal percentage standpoint, DA's got Nurkic by almost 10%. DA's 61.4% from the field, whereas Yurkic is 52.4%. Free throws, almost 10% again. 75.9% free throw percentage for DA versus 66.7% free throw percentage from Nurkic. And that's one thing I can't stand. I love that DA can shoot free throws. I love if DA gets fouled and he goes to the line, you don't have to worry about it. And I don't want to worry about it. And then if you just simply look at the at the most basic stats there are, DA, last three years, 16.5 and, and 10.2 when it comes to points per game and rebounds to 13.5 and 9.8 for Nurkic. So now you look at these stats, Matthew, not the mm-hmm. advanced metrics where we, you know, we kind of lean towards Nurkic on some of those. The body language, which is kind of a wash because we really don't know Nurkic well enough. But when you look at yeah. this, you get it to DA, right? Yeah, I, I, I do, obviously. I mean, when you look at the stats and comparing and going down the line, you're like, yeah, DA looks better. Um, when you think about the two, though, and you were to ask me, like, hey, who do you think averaged more points per game or rebounds per game? I would think maybe even Nurkic. 
sometimes. That's what but you think, right? That's what you would think. Yeah. And I, I already know that I know the stats and stuff and I don't want this trade to even happen. That's probably what we're going to talk about last. I don't because of that reason that Nurkic just hurt, but yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. What do you think? For, for me, it's, it's clear cut. It's clear cut. But now, again, stats really matter, though, because I know we're going to the season now. We're talking about DA. Stats, stats are going to go down, so it stat, shouldn't really stats matter as aren't much, right? everything. Stats aren't everything, but they tell a story, right? And again, the, the main stats in that story are this guy's oft injured. When he does, he's not productive. DA has a high, uh, a high productivity when it comes to his field goal percentage. He's playing, you know... 70 85 percent of the season 80 percent of the season you're getting from da and you know what you're getting is and and mentioned before he's athletic uh and while he we don't necessarily need him to guard the perimeter uh it's nice to have that and so while nurkic has that ability to be that defensive anchor that frank vogel wants when you look at it through these three different lenses knowing that the suns aren't shopping da that's not what this is this is them simply fielding phone calls and then like Flex and Gerald are hearing about it and they're saying, hey, they're Fle and Gambo and they're hearing phone calls about it. Well, yeah, of course, they're going to pick up the phone if somebody's calling on the one guy who has a contract that is tradable on this team. It'd be irresponsible of James Jones not to pick up that phone, in my opinion. So when you look at it through all these lens, I just don't see it. And again, as we mentioned before, if they could attach an asset to it that really made sense, that really moved that needle, I could be for it. But I just don't see it. I, I'm i excited to see D.A. this season. I'm excited to see who he is after playing in the Olympics. I'm excited to see who he is with these people around him, how he can truly focus on an aspect of his game and, and fortify that aspect. And I think it would be just a really bad move by the Suns to move off of that at this point. Yeah, no, um... So the weird thing to me about this whole thing is that they are they are taking phone calls. I just think that if you're going to go into this season and you want the big four, you want DA to be part of that, the fact that this is getting out, I mean, DA is already sick of it. He's already sick of all the talk. Everyone hates him and all that. But when this is getting out there, like, okay, you're still taking phone calls to trade me away. You know nothing else is out there, right? They should know that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just such a weird thing. To me, I just think DA should be – staying right this trade should not happen obviously but when we're going head to head and they're both healthy yes i would take nurkic but i just want the suns team to know like we're going to the season we have these big four we have to be confident in that if they were confident in that the season's almost starting dude 33 more days they wouldn't be fielding phone calls for this guy i just don't i think that's just the craziest thing this close to the season already but that's how business works though, I, I know man. that i know that but you have to like you have to know like these are our core guys. Like if it was Kyrie, like what they did with Brooklyn, right? They went through, they started the season. They had those big three. They believed in them. Obviously it didn't work out, but you just got to believe in these guys. I just think it's kind of a strange thing that this is still happening. That's why it just kind of blows my mind. I, 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 it's part of the business in my opinion. It doesn't yeah. blow my mind at all. Um, it's a story. It's, it's like I said, there's a lot of false narratives being thrown out there because Miami's getting desperate and they want him and they're trying to attach anything they can. And they're, they're bulldozing through James Jones could come out and be like, dude, we didn't like, we picked up the phone and we said no. And so that we fielded that yeah. phone call. 
but somebody leaked it the way that it did, and that's how this came out. Who truly knows? Yeah. But it brings me to my Matthew, I've got to ask question. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. Oi, Matty. Oi, mate. God. Sounds so good, man. Awesome. Boy, Boyd's, got, Boyd's got to ask. That's Boyd's voice <laughs> from the, uh, the Aussie Suns fan Thank you, podcast. Boyd. Thank you, Boyd, for uh, helping us out with that. Does does DA get traded at all this season between now and the end of the year? And, you know, the trade deadline. I think he does. Um, the fact that this is brought up again, like I was, you know, that article that the matchups and stuff I'm looking forward to with Sabonis. I was really looking forward to the season just with him improving. And I really think that this stuff getting out again just really makes me believe like, hey, something's going to happen. Like you just have to think like they met DA. Vogel's been with DA. There's something they still see. They're like, no, I'm just I'm just saying I just that's why I think a trade might still happen and probably will happen. I don't want it to happen. I want him to be on this team and improve. But there's something out there that is just like we cannot get this guy to function on this team. So I think so. Yeah. What do you think? I think there's no chance. No, no. The math doesn't make sense. The roster construction doesn't make sense. Uh, I think that unless DA comes out and literally is like on the court farting, he's like D Reynolds when they're on awesome, the family yeah. feud, he falls <laughs> yeah, down, yeah. falls down, farts, and I just farting the whole time. Did that. I just, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that that's, uh, in the cards, I think that it's a full season. It's all in this season. And it's not all in, but you know, maybe we'll trade DA. Like, because again, I think that Vogel's gonna just go. He's gonna go balls to the wall. And then again, based on the performance of not just DA but everyone on this team, he's gonna go to James Jones and be like, "Hey, here's what I need next season." If they don't win a championship, he's gonna go. Here's what it is, and here's why. And DA ultimately could be the scapegoat at the back end of the season. The Suns don't win a championship. You know DA is going to be traded. It's going to be a fucking fact. They're not trading Booker. They're not trading Durant. They're not trading Beal because Beal has that no trade clause. It will be on him. So that being said, if if they don't win a championship, DA will be traded. But it's not going to happen during the season, in my opinion. That's just me. Okay. Yeah, you know what? And um, it is championship or bust every year with this team, dude. So they know right now. I'm just this is my thought. They know right now. And we got to the finals three years ago. That's fine. But with DA, but they just know right now that this might not work with him and they're looking to somewhere else. And that's not good. Thoughts on this comment, Matthew? Yes. Matthew's all over the place today. He says he prefers Nurk, but then he says we want DA on the team. You're saying head to head. Hey, listen, Joel Ramirez wasn't on the, he was on the uh, pod the other day. Wasn't yeah, he, he came on. Yeah, he came yeah, on. Yeah. I see it. Um, I head to head healthy. Yes, I would take Nurkic right now to win a championship if he's healthy. I would take Nurkic and put him in DA's spot. Absolutely. I think DA will be good eventually, and I hope to God he is, and I hope he improves, and he can maintain his positivity positivity from the summer and bring it over here and just kind of be a leader. That'd be awesome. But if you're saying, like, hey, if, I would be more comfortable if I heard there was a trade for Nurkic if Nurkic was a healthy guy. But it's not going to happen. So then you lean DA. Yeah, I don't want the trade to happen. If we get Nurkic, I think that would actually kind of suck because of the injury shit. I'm serious. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Because you don't, again, as stated before, like 48 games, it just doesn't make any sense. I think from a talent standpoint, DA's easily got him, you know? And uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I just, it's funny it just, how this, but this continues is how it to come is. up. 
This is like I'm always torn with DA. You guys see me at the post game pod. What the fuck? I never know what I'm saying about DA. <laughs> it's always back and forth, dude. And I probably did say, yeah, make the trade to start the pod. I probably did. I'm gonna re-listen. <laughs> did I say that? Do the know. trade? Oh no, yeah. it's just when we're talking about advanced metrics, you were saying, like, yeah, I go with Nurk based on these metrics. Yeah. It's okay. like then, yeah, it's like you look at the body language, I don't know, and then you look at the other stuff. It's like, yeah, I'd go with DA. So it's like again, it's a holistic approach. Uh and when you compare players and you're not comparing, you know, 9-11 conspiracies uh, and, and bringing terrorists into it, Joel, stupidest fucking take I've ever heard, bro. Stupidest fucking take. Don't talk about what are you, Joe Burrow? Way, you fucking douche. Uh, no, I'm talking about 9-11. But I think at the same time, like, so Joel, John Paul, uh, Edward Dios, Miles Turner, and Buddy Heald. Oh, Miles Turner. Absolutely. I would do Miles Turner. I would. I would absolutely, I would absolutely he's, do Miles Turner. He's like Turner. the one guy that's just like over there. Like, wait, wait, wait. How come we just can't have him here? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's what's going to happen is they're going to trade with the Pacers. Okay. Uh, okay. And and Dame's going to end up somehow in Toronto. And then Miami's going to be like, no. And then he's going to ask for a trade there. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what the shit? It's all uh, smoke, guys. It's you think all so? Smoke. Yeah. I know. I, that. I said I'm going to end the pod right where I started. It's all hogwash. None of it's going to happen. Will Dame get traded in 24 hours? Gamble's probably right. But I don't think that there's any way that Phoenix is involved. I would be shocked if I wake up tomorrow and if in any way, shape, or form, DA is a part of this. I think it's been smoke. And again, in true Suns fashion, it starts fights among Suns fans. That's what DA does. That's another reason if DA was to ever leave, I don't know if I'd be sad because I'm a Suns fan and I want to like coexist. And DA is just like this point of contention with yes. everybody where it's like, if you bring up anything anti-DA, all the pro DA people, you're, you're fucking, you want, you're stupid. You're dumb. You're fucking, you, you, you're like a nine 11 apologist, you know, or, or conspiracy theorist. It's like, no man, I'm just I'm 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 looking at this all over the place. You have to see this from all points of view. Like I say, it's like religion and politics, man. It's like so many people just want to be part of that gang. And if you say anything pro pro Aiden, all the anti Aiden people show up. But what the yeah. fuck, man? Aiden sucks. His body language, his attitude, his engagement. It's just like you can't win whatever you say with DA. You just can't. You know, it's like no, I've I, always said. I, like, I, you know, it's just it's what it is. Yeah, and I'm a total mess right now. Like, I don't even know what just happened the past 37 minutes. And, you know, there is one other take. is like, what if DA just wants out of here? What if he did, you know, he was scrimmaging with him? What if he's the driver stuff? of this? What if, what if he's just like, you know what? Like, I just can't do it with this guy. I can't do it with book anymore. I'm just, I'm just done with it. Like, I just, I want a fresh start somewhere. I think Portland would be nice. What if he did have that take and it's on the down, the low down, the down low, the DL, the LD? And... <laughs> Maybe he can get he can get his take in there, and they're like, "Okay, we'll get you out of here, man." Maybe. Yeah, it, it's anything's possible. Yeah. It's just like Jay Crowder, right? Like I just wrote a piece on how are we going to remember Jay Crowder, and you know, in the moment, because I was thinking about Jay Crowder because Suns Media Day is coming up, and I remember how horrible Suns Media Day was last year because it was just <laughs> it was the Jay Crowder and Robert Sarver talk, and here's a team that just won sixty four games and has championship aspirations, and it was just like this mood, and like I don't want to go into this one with that same mood in the room where there's like, well, DA, we just traded him. Cause you know, we're, we're talking about trading him and he's depressed about it. It's like, you know, again, yeah. we gotta, we gotta stop letting DA just fucking ask that, right? tear us apart, man. But someone will ask him that right. Media day. And someone will be like, Hey, what about the trade rumors? They're still got you in the trade rumors. Oh, I already know That's what my question for, crazy. I already know what my question for DA is going to be. Okay. I already got it. <laughs> you guys want to preview? How big is it? 
Just kidding. What? <laughs> <laughs> just ask every player that. So, uh, how, uh, put on your glasses. <laughs> so, Act like you're looking at your notebook. Like, yeah. um, let's see here. So, according to, uh, how big is it? Yeah. I don't know why, like, your expectations, like, sir. Your expectations. <laughs> yeah. Why don't more guys and players just tell everybody? Everyone would be happier <laughs> just to know. <laughs> who, who, who would be happy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking Christ. about. See, DA just fucking messes with us, dude. <laughs> oh. All this for nothing. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> well, again, we shall see. Again, nothing's going to happen. And we'll be coming to you not live tomorrow because nothing will happen. So we'll hopefully, you know, just be until next Tuesday when we finish off the Western Conference uh, preview that we started. Uh, looking forward to hanging out with you guys on Tuesday night. Looking forward to the season starting. Looking forward to just like... Yeah. Picking DA apart every fucking game. Like, you should have got fucking Nurkic, man. Oh, my I to- God. I told you on, on September 21st, man, we should have got Nurkic. <laughs> DA can't charge, can't you guard know, shit. Chances, if, if, you're, if you're out there and you want to make a quick video, um, oh, two things really good. Go back in the pod, get the snip of me saying, yeah, I want this trade to happen. And then, no, I don't want this trade to happen. Do that. And then we'll that'd be funny that all season long. Yes. <laughs> so that'd be cool. <clears throat> There's two things, but I don't want to say the other one. That's 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 it. You're done. Yeah, and I gotta make sure this my warm my voice this season, man. Yeah, come on. Well, you well you gotta go to like a vocal coach or start drinking beer like a man. Yeah. Let's see, Michael in the chat. John, you're sort of sick. I got Sean Marion to autograph my son's jacket when I was a chef at Red Lobster on Tatum and Cactus. I remember that Red Lobster. I don't think it's there anymore. Uh, They blew up that whole area. The whole uh, PV Mall is gone. Uh, He used to come in and sit at the bar by himself and eat crab legs. Thank you, Mike, Chef Mike. Very cool. Thank you. Heard. As as we say in the chat, or is the chain saying the chat? As we say in the kitchen, heard. <laughs> uh, on that note, Jamsters, again, thanks for stopping by. DA is always a topic of conversation. We'll be bringing you updates about him all season long, even if he's traded to Portland. We're still going to do eight and watch. We're going to pop in and let you know how he was in Portland tonight. Uh, just kidding. He's not going anywhere, guys. So until we speak again, Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review. Follow my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. Follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. Follow Matthew on Twitter. I'm Matthew Lizzie. And uh, go home and love your what, Matthew? Uh, families. Oh, of course, of course. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.